It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from Studio 31 inside City National Arena, this is a special edition of Nighttime at Noon. We'll do this from time to time on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So one week up from the relaunch of the Vegas Insider Show, and we thought it was important to do this, Darren Millard along with VGK Insider Gary Lawless, because... Well, we had a guy that was available and just hanging around the rink getting ready for the regular season. Here's Shea Theodore, who uh, just happened to be walking by, and we pulled them in. Uh, how are things? And uh, thanks, first of all, thanks for making the time. No problem. No, it's it's uh, it's good to be here just kind of gearing up, getting ready for the season. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of guys are in town and, you know, doing the same. Does it feel different mentally or physically? compared to what you guys went through last offseason or what you wouldn't call it the offseason where there was so much indecision and uncertainty? Yeah, it's different. Um, you know, obviously last year a lot of us were kind of locked into our, our houses and, right. you know, doing all that, kind of gearing up. But, um, no, it's good. It, it's definitely more more normal of a, of a summer and, you know, guys are able to go back home and, you know, see some family and friends that they haven't seen in a while. So, um, you know, other than that, it, it's been pretty good. You dealt with cancer two off seasons ago last off season you didn't really get to to establish what you wanted to do in terms of training was this a normal training off season for Shea Theodore and what did you want to get better at or change this off season uh yeah definitely definitely more of a normal summer you know I was definitely looking forward to it um you know anytime you can you can have, you know, six to eight weeks to, you know, really get in the gym, put the work in. and um, You look stacked. You look Yeah, you look yeah, thanks. Yeah, so that's what I'm go. going for. Um, but, you know, just just really get getting the strength up. Um, you know, I think it's a long season, and, you know, that definitely tends to wear on some guys. So if you can, you know, put as much work in in the offseason, you know, that should should help down the stretch. You know, you're you're s- supposed to say that he's stacked too. That's what he was he going for. He is also stacked that, as he, well. That's what yes. he was going for yeah. there. Yeah. That's his way. That's his passive-aggressive way of saying I'm out of shape. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. You, know, you look good, my man. Come in there with his hair and you're sweating. And <laughs> I know. I'm... Millard was just on the ice t- taking shots from, uh, from was it Silver Knights or was there a Golden Knight out there? Uh, there's a mix. A mix? Nice. A hybrid. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Millard has to be the goaltender for the uh, yeah. for it's the last about, session. It's all about confidence. Shay. Uh, how's the save percentage out there? It's all about building some confidence. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There, Still getting there. There should be some confident guys out there. Yeah, of course. That's what uh, I'm. He's my role building is. the team's confidence. Yes. Yeah. that's my role. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> how do you stay relaxed? It's no secret you are uh, in the mix to play for Team Canada at the Olympics. Uh, it looks like that the NHL players are going to go to Beijing for the Olympics. It hasn't been formally announced, but some pretty heavy hitters in the media world, guys with NHL connections, have said it's going to happen. How do you stay relaxed and just play your own game? Worry about, because the first thing you have to do is be good for the Golden Knights, right? It, it, it all kind of falls into place. If you're playing well for Vegas and Vegas is winning, Doug Armstrong is going to be looking at you and saying, okay, i got to take Shea. How, how do you just stay relaxed and just be yourself? Um yeah, I mean, that that's obviously the plan. I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, getting off to a good start this year, um, you know, that's important. I think for, for a lot of guys just in general, you want to start good. You want to, you know, have a have a good, you know, first 10 games to the year, kind of, you know, get get your legs under you. But, um, yeah, obviously in the back of my mind, that'd be something, you know, pretty special to, to be a part of. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, I, I just, just getting a good start and really really just trying to be, be prepared, I guess. 
Gary Lawless, Darren Millard here at Studio 31, City National Arena, special edition night, nighttime at noon. Uh, Shea Theodore is with us uh, here inside the studio. What did you do in the offseason that you had a bit of time to breathe? Um, I went back home for, for a few weeks, um, back to Vancouver. You know, was able to see my parents and, um, you know, see some see some buddies that, you know, I haven't seen in a while. So um, it was good. But other than that, I've been, been back down here in Vegas, just pretty much golfing, working out, skating. So, um, you know, just trying to uh, trying to soak everything in. Well, your golf game. Uh, well, so I know some of the guys at Southern Highlands, and they tell me that uh, – it's stone, white cloud, sort of. Uh, it depends on Stevenson. the day. Stevenson. Stevenson's in the mix, in too. There. He's in the mix, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and where are you? Um, I'm definitely that second tier. Second tier down, Who's I in think. the second tier? Um, well, I think uh, Nabby. Nabby's in there. He, he's a good golfer. I'm more... I'm actually more on pace with with Pauly Staz. Um, you know, when he's been in town, we, we like to we like to get out and, you know, we shoot shoot pretty similar, so... Who's awful? Um, Marchie's got to be terrible. He he's actually pretty good. He's been back home for a bit. I haven't golfed with him much this summer, but um, you know, I think I wouldn't say awful, but you know, Hager, he he's kind of in that group. He he can hit the ball a long ways, <laughs> but you know, sometimes he can hit the ball a long ways in the, going. In, in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, like he could probably sky one onto into Allegiant Stadium over there in Henderson. Absolutely. I think you know, he he does have some promise in his game. You know, he's a big big lanky yeah. big lanky lanky kid but um you know he, he can play too so it, it all depends on the the wind conditions and stuff but what went through your mind when um he fought Felino for Minnesota late in the season I was at the game and it, to me it was really interesting because they had the skirmish he went after Kaprizov a little bit Hag did and then they were going there was a scrum and then they're going to the penalty box and I saw Felino say to him like gestured to himself and then to Hag and then pointed at the ice, meaning when we get back on the ice, we're going. And Ryan McGill told us after, Hager went to the bench and said to Ryan, you got any advice for me? And Gilly's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? He goes, I got to fight that guy. And, and Gilly tells the story, it's pretty funny because yeah. he's like, I, you know, part of me wanted to say, go fight that go guy. Fight him, yeah. But he's like, I didn't want that. I wanted him to... I wanted him to get that confidence, so he said, "Just staple your chin to your chest and don't stop throwing." And and then Nick went out, and uh, you know Shane Knighty's the arbiter of these things amongst our group. He said it was a draw, and Felino was one of the toughest guys in the business. What was going through your mind? Yeah, I was I was pretty jacked up for him. I remember I was right. I think I was right beside him on the bench when he asked Gilly, you know, <laughs> "Help me out. What do you got for me?" But I think Gilly was like, "Hey." You're six six. You can handle yourself. You're yeah. a big boy. Um, you know he he definitely held his own, and you know it's good to see. Who was your first first fight against? Um, it was against uh, Comtois in Anaheim. How did it come about? Do you remember? I I, I couldn't tell you. I think I cross checked somebody. And he <laughs> he kind of came in, and um, you know I think. Uh, it's just one of those things, I guess. Yeah. Shay Theodore's uh, chatting with us here on nighttime at noon. Studio thirty one. Darren's first fight was me. Mm -hmm. Oh really? And yeah. I got rolled. We we mixed it up at the fan fest a few years ago. You know, oh, yeah. The, they have that little screen, the, those little uh, air balloon things, and no, they give us the inflatable castle. Yeah, an inflatable yeah. castle, and they give us the. I think I saw that video somewhere. It's on. Yes, I uh -huh. think it was supposed to be a joust. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't joust. No. He just charged me like a offensive uh, or defensive back and just rolled me over. 
there's a protest pending. He went right. I mean, he went right off the, the castle. His wallet, his money went flying in the air. I mean, it what are you expecting? Have, what are you yeah. expecting? I know. Next I, to I, my I, next to my wedding night and the birth of my child, like this is right up there. Top man. three. Top, one top of my three greatest moments. moments. Department yeah. of Player Safety would have had a say in it uh, yeah. if it was the if it was the National Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, so when do you you do you do some training? You're off ice. You're on ice. Um, then you look at the training camp, a normal training camp. Is it, Do you hold some stuff back and try and work on some stuff in training? Because last year was so different. You just yeah. boom in. Yeah, it was quick. Um, I mean, I think, you know, this this year, you know, we still have a couple weeks leading up to it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to have we're gonna have guys in the ice four, di- four or five days a week, um, you know, just getting that conditioning up. I mean, that's that's kind of the only way to go about it, I think. You, you can bike as long as you want up in the weight room, but as soon as you're on the ice, it's it's completely different cardio. So, um, you know, I think in that aspect, you know, we, we've got some time to, you know, get some good uh, good skates in. And but you haven't really, really had a ready. chance to try things in, in two years. It's because true. you haven't had a lot of practice and you haven't what had a training camp. What do you want me to try? Yeah, no, like, me to just, try. just screw around, invent things. Uh, you guys do a switch, switch hands. <laughs> switch you know switch hands, shoot the other way. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, Alex Petrangelo, I watched him do that out here. Like switch hands and pass it off the boards one hand and pass it off the boards the other. I mean, I don't know if I don't know how much that's going to really help your game. I mean, if anything, you know, it's it's a good summer to try, you know, different brands out, different sticks, yeah. um, things like that. But even with that, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the companies out in China, they're it's hard to get stuff. It's taken weeks. I think just like anything, guys are yeah. trying to get cars, guys are trying to get furniture. You can't really get your hands on anything, so. Um, you know, I was talking to Critter today and I was looking at ordering some new sticks. And he's like, yeah, they might be here mid-November. So, you know, if, if, if you like it, you know, we'll, we'll see when they, we'll see when they get here, yeah. if you end up using it, but, um, what's the most important piece of equipment for you? Um, I think skates, yeah. skates and then stick, um, you know, everything else you can kind of, you can kind of gel with, but, um, you know, I think, you know, any summer you're like, oh, maybe there's a new stick out there and, Maybe I can shoot a little bit harder, you know, so we'll see. Has your Anybody flex changed over the years? Um, no, no. Anybody in the room go sockless? Um, no. When's the last time you saw that? I, I couldn't tell you. I no think, kidding, eh? I think a lot of a lot of days now, the guys have got the cut-proof socks on, and yeah. um, it's probably one of the most important. One of the reasons why, One right? of the most yeah. important things. I mean, you you got to oh, try yeah. and protect yourself from, yeah. you know, freak accidents like that as well, but. Dylan Coughlin's going to join us later in uh, in the program. I watched him. Uh, I was lucky enough to travel with the team during the playoffs, and the work that he put in with Ryan McGill uh, after every practice in the postseason and after every, every morning skate. I think he's going to be a. He's got an, a real opportunity to be an impact player this year for the Golden Knights. Absolutely, I think. I think you watch his skating and you watch his shot. You know, he's a he's a pretty complete player. I think. I'm not sure how many games he played last year, but, you know, he played a lot of them forward. So, you know, I think <laughs> you, you can see the little bit of versatility there, yeah. but he's a hell of a player. I think, you know, I, I'm excited to see kind of his game, you know, take off a little bit this year and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the lineup. But, you know, when he does get in, you know, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Well, and you can speak to him about uh, that experience, right? Like we, it wasn't a straight line for you straight from junior to the NHL and you had to deal with uh, with management and a coach that you know sometimes maybe you weren't on the same page with them or they weren't on the same page with you and it 
I would say, I'll say this, that your development was stalled as a result of that. And then you got to Vegas, and you got in a situation where uh, Ryan McGill believed in you, and wow, boom. You know, you, 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 you heard your name in the Norris Trophy conversation the last two seasons. That, that's pretty that's pretty wild. So can you speak to Dylan about just be patient, it'll happen? Definitely. I think I'm think I i able to, you know, speak with a lot of the younger guys here, especially with, you know, him and Hager. Because you're so um, old now, right? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a veteran guy on the back end. But, um, no, I mean, I, I was the same thing. You know, my first two years, you know, I was up and down, in and out, you know, playing 12, 15 minutes a night, and then, you know, back in San Diego and kind of doing that whole thing. So, I mean, sometimes it just it just takes one opportunity, um, you know, and you got kind of just have to, you know, take advantage of it. Dallas Aikens believed in you uh, in, in that organization, and then McGill believed in you here. How important is that to have that presence, that especially a strong one, right? Like, like Ryan McGill's not a shrinking violet. If, if he's got your back... He's got your back. That's a good thing. How important is that for a young player? Absolutely. I think, you know, anytime, anytime in, in the back of your mind, you know, if you, if you make a mistake, you're like, well, you know, there goes my night. I'll see a, I'll see a pregame skate tomorrow morning, you <laughs> yeah. know, type thing where, you know, when you know a D coach has your back and he believes in you and, you know, he's going to stick you right back out there. You know, that, that's, that's huge for the confidence. You know, your, your hands get a little less shaky and, you know, you don't squeeze your stick as tight, but, um, you know, that's important. And I think, you know, that's, Gilly's done a really good job with those guys. Get more nervous playing hockey uh, in a tense game or tied up in a big match coming down the stretch, hitting 18? Uh, definitely coming down 18. Yeah. I've, had, I've had a couple, couple close calls. good with his money. I bet you it's not big money with him. It's not big. It's exactly. more about just working on the game, you know, trust in the process. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't get there and you can't get there quickly. So, um yeah, definitely more tense uh, coming we'll, down 18. We'll let you go. Uh, enjoy the next couple of weeks, and we look forward to training camp. Awesome. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. There's Shea Theed. Oh, by the way, tomorrow you're at uh, Ford Country. Yes, Ford Do Country, Henderson. Be there, be square. Uh, 4 to 6 around there? I think three, it's uh, 5 30. to 6.30. All right. Uh, I think. I'll, so. I'll, I'll hang out with you there. Yeah. Uh, if Ford anyone's Country. in the area, come, come on by. Come by and uh, say hi to Shea Theater or Ford Country. Uh, looking forward to that. And Dylan Coughlin coming up next, and i got a bone to pick with. One Gary Lawless as we continue at nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I look forward to this. <laughs> We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, Jared back at the studio, Jared Justice, uh, operator for nighttime at noon. Dropping the first shot on uh, on this season. And what was we, that? Uh, well, it was the theme song there. He was playing my theme song. What's that? That's what he said. Didn't you hear just hear the song? No, I, yeah, but I don't know what it was. You know what that song was, Dylan? I do, yeah. Yeah, because all of a sudden it started playing and Dylan went, ah. <laughs> Call it, I think it's Call Me Maybe by yeah. Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, was, oh, really? It was yeah. too early in the song for me. I only know the, the chorus. It's a Canadian girl. That's right, yeah. and uh, and you only know songs of a certain vintage because we are the same. We Speaking are, of uh, Canadian women, they play tonight. Team USA, gold medal at the yeah. World Championships. Yeah, uh, that's captured a lot of attention. Being in this time of the year, uh, where we're kind of gearing up, but uh, yeah. hockey's not. It's the actually forefront. a perfect time it, for them. It's, and I was gonna say that same thing. Like yeah. it, they almost would think about changing it to Not, the stage they should, they because should the spotlight has been 
incredibly <laughs> beneficial to the women's game. My daughter practiced last night, and then uh, we went home and watched a little bit of it. When we turned it on, the shots were 58-4 to four for mm-hmm. Canada over Switzerland. That's a bad habit game. Like, it, like it, at some point in time, you start to do stuff you shouldn't be doing yeah. when the shots are, are 58-4. to four. Uh, Dylan Coughlin is with us. Uh, you've been on the 58 side of those games, I'm sure, growing up uh, with some of the guys that uh, that you were able to play with. Were, were you ever on the four side <laughs> where you where you were facing a team and maybe it was Peewee or Bantam or something like that? Um, I mean, growing up on the island, I it wasn't uh, – it was more competitive over in Vancouver and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and um, so we never really got the the exposure that some of the people got. And um, I was lucky to make it out. Um, there was there's a small few that that did. So, um, but yeah, no, I I don't think I've ever been a part of something like that. That's that's pretty wild. Uh, will you watch tonight? I will. Yeah. yeah. No, I I've, I've been seeing some videos and it's been getting pretty feisty between those two teams. So uh, it should be an interesting game. It's funny, even even if you don't follow it day-to-day, uh, you still watch those teams and how intense it is, yeah. and you can't help but getting yeah. engaged. Yeah, I watched you work with Ryan McGill uh, throughout the whole playoffs, and it was interesting. A couple of times I could actually hear what he was saying to you, and so for our listeners that, don't, that aren't aware, you know, there's a morning skate or a practice, and after the morning skate, after a practice, everybody leaves, but after a morning skate, if you're not playing, you stay out with the coach and you work uh, a conditioning skate, you know, because you're not going to play that night. What was really fascinating, like a lot of times those conditioning skates are just, okay, get on the goal line and I'm going to bag you. I'm going to skate you until you've got nothing left. But with Ryan McGill, there was always a purpose. And I, it was one time I was watching and I could hear, I was low enough, and he would say to you, this is why we're going to do this. If you get into this situation in a game, this will help with that. And I could tell that you had really bought in because, uh, A, the effort was off the charts. You were working so hard. But I think maybe somewhere in your mind you must have realized, I'm getting better right now. Yeah, no, I we had that, that talk before uh, before playoffs started. And, um, you know, I obviously I knew I wasn't, wasn't going to start um, in the playoffs. Um, you know, we were doing those drills so that if, if I did go in, I would be ready and um, I felt like I was um, ready to go in at any point, and um, you know, I, I kind of told him I didn't want to do the the traditional skates where I was just just skating without a purpose, and um, you know, he was on board with that, and um, it was all game like stuff, and um, you know, mostly defensive positioning stuff, and below the red line, and um, you know, I, I usually had one forward out with me if whether it was Cody Gloss or um, or Dylan Secura or whoever it was, and um, you know they they worked with me and did a great job. So um, you know I was I was ready to go in at any point if I if I needed to be. How hungry are you right now? I, I bet that you are. This is that point in your career where you're like, there's a job and I'm taking it. Yeah, no, it's uh, I've been waiting for for a few months now to to get going, and um, you know obviously I, I didn't play in the playoffs, so that kind of made me uh want the season to to start even more and um you know I want it want it as soon as possible so um you know yeah like you said I'm here to take a job and um you know I know I can play play at this level at, whether it's uh top four or, or, or um bottom two so um you know I'm ready ready for whatever comes and um yeah I'll be ready what part of your game do you <coughs> want to 
elevate the most? Is it the defensive side or is it the offensive side, which we've heard uh, a lot about? Yeah, probably the defensive side. Um, you know, growing up, I, I wasn't really too focused on that. I actually started at forward and uh, moved to D. And, um, at I what was, age? Uh, I was, I think, first year Peewee okay. or second year Adam. Um, so I always started off being forward and um, didn't really get the, the defensive side of the game for the majority of my, my childhood, uh, my, my early teens. So um, once I got to, to Tri-Cities and in the Western League, I, I kind of started to take that more seriously. And, um, you know, I think big reason why I wasn't wasn't taking any drafts was, was possibly because of that. And, um, you know, I, I took pride in, in my defensive game in my first two years in Chicago. And, um, you know, I obviously worked with Gilly and um, talked with him, and that was the biggest thing I needed to work on was that. So, um, you know, players here a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and, um, you know, more creative in the D zone. So you got to be more aware of that. Dylan Coughlin with us uh, on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Darren Millard and Gary Lawless. Can I just mention, between the first segment with Shea Theodore and this segment with Dylan Coughlin, Ryan McGill's name has been mentioned 55 times. We're is talking it, to defensemen. Is, is <laughs> there something going on? Do you owe him money? Is this no, he owes me a bottle of wine, actually. This, what's going on here with all the mentions of Ryan we, McGill? We bet on Monday or Sunday, actually, I, I, the Blue Bombers and the, my Blue Bombers and his Stampeders mm, played. Right. And uh, the blue, blue Bombers won, so I won a little bottle of a uh, little bottle of red nice. coming my way. Nice. Dylan, who do you watch when you're on the bench? Do you watch Theodore and Petrangelo, who you're like, or do you watch McNabb, White Cloud, Martinez, who you're a little different than? Yeah, I mean, and maybe Marty's in the middle. Yeah, right? I was gonna say Marty's probably he's pretty versatile with his offense and uh, defense. Um, but yeah, I honestly, in the moment, I'm not really thinking too much. Um, but obviously, I, I've had moments where I wasn't really playing that much, and um, that's the, that's the time where I would watch. And um, but yeah, Marty, Marty and Whitey are pretty pretty good defensively, I'd say, and um, and and, and Naber. So um, I, I do watch them quite a bit when I'm not playing, and um, try and take as much as I can from them. Petrangelo can do a little bit of everything. Yeah, too, yeah, right? he, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's all right too. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the step in his game? Like, has the playoffs? Like, I think it took him almost the whole season to kind of get acclimated the regular season, and then he had some health issues. But then there was a point in that Minnesota series and in the Colorado series where he just became, you know, he was a beast. He was moving the puck, he was physical in the defensive zone, getting a shot off. Like, Did, did you see kind of a, okay, here he goes. Go. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see the, you know, the, the Stanley Cup champion um, come out of him, and, um, you know, I think he was a, a big reason why they won, and um, if they didn't have him, I don't think they would have had the outcome they had. So, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy to watch. I mean, it was just like that, so um, he just turned it on, and in the playoffs, and it was pretty special to watch. He was he was definitely our best player throughout the whole playoffs. Dylan Coggins chatting with us uh, for a couple of more minutes on nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas, a week out from the relaunch of uh, Vegas uh, uh, Golden Knights uh, Insider.com. Uh, when you look at this last couple of years, is it a blur, or can you kind of break down what's what's happened? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty crazy. Um, you know, it wasn't a a normal first year in in the NHL and 
um, you know, starting off with no fans was a little weird, and I've never gone through anything like that. I never played in the bubble, so I didn't have any experience with no fans. And um, you know, once you're out there, it's not not the end of the world. It's it's not a big deal. You don't really focus on that too much. And um, but yeah, it was definitely one of the more crazier years I've ever experienced. And um, but yet one of the most uh, the, the greatest experiences in my life. So um, no, I'm looking forward to this year, and hopefully we'll be able to pack the building at the start of the year and. Um, you know, start start winning some games early. What's your favorite place to go for dinner or lunch in Vegas? Ooh, um, yeah, I mean, last year we couldn't really go yeah. anywhere. So, um, I mean, MTO Cafe down in um, downtown Summerlin is. I go there quite a bit, so it's yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty good spot. Who's who's um, from the, one of the married guys invites you over for dinner? Who's which which uh, invitation are you quick to accept because he's good on the grill or his wife is good at making chicken or whatever? Mm. Anybody? <laughs> um, Holdy's pretty good at uh, making a steak. Oh, yeah? He's a farm boy, so he knows how to whip up a good steak. Um, so probably him. I went over to his place a few times um, towards the end of the year last year and at the start of the year. So, um, yeah, I'd say probably him. Be careful going over there. You might get stuck babysitting for half. Uh, no, There's all no. those monkeys running around. <laughs> no, eh? they're good kids. But they're, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty fun. They, yeah. they rip around and um, in the backyard and play mini sticks a lot. So no, it'll be it'll be a little different without them this year. That's for sure. So you're focused here on the, on one of those top six jobs, eh? Yeah. No, I I feel great and um, you know still trying to put on some pounds so I can deal with some of the bigger guys around the the league and. Um, but no, I'm yeah, I'm pretty pretty ready. When when you say put on weight, like, like upper body stuff, just strength and, and handling that. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I've never been pretty. I've never been big up up in in my chest and my arms. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to get that a little bigger and a little stronger and um, work on my balance, which is which is pretty huge. So probably probably that. Yeah. Awesome. You, have you played any golf? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, do, you, where do you like to go? We play at. Uh, TPC Vegas quite a bit. Oh, no um, yeah, Who's the, we? Who do you go with? I usually go with Hager, and um, I've been going with, with Keegs and, and Howden quite a bit here in the last couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, we went out to Southern Highlands uh, a couple times before uh, Stoney's wedding, so we went there, and it's a pretty great course. What's your cap? I think I'm like a an eight right now. Not too, Kick too play. bad. Not too bad, but there's a few few pretty good guys on the team. I think Stoney's like a plus one or two, and Whitey's a plus one or two. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't have that kind of time on my hands to, <laughs> to be doing that. Yeah. So I, and I'm still not sure how a couple of Manitobans are plus ones. Like when when I hear Stone can so. bomb it. Oh yeah, he's at least three thirty probably is his average drive. I'd say well, White Cloud says that he's got the better short game, the better putter. And Stone is better off the tee. You're not so sure about that. I don't know. I mean, played with Whitey a couple times this year. He's he's a uh, he's definitely pretty good. But I think Stoney's got him for from what I've seen yeah. at least. Um, but yeah, definitely Stoney's definitely deeper than him um, off the tee. And Whitey Whitey is pretty dialed with the short game as wedges, I must say. But yeah, I'd uh, say Stoney's got the upper hand right now. One more on golf. Did were you watching on Sunday? Uh, I was, yeah. Okay, <laughs> which side were you on? Were you on Cantley or were you on DeChambeau? I mean, I don't know. I 
I'm not a. I, I like Bryson. I I mean I I think he. I think he's great for the game. Uh, yeah. We need we need guys like that. Yeah. Stir it up a little. I bit. I mean I think any other tournament he would have just. I mean with the whole uh, Patrick, can you stop walking, please? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, I, mean, I I don't really have a comment on that. I think it's <laughs> any other tournament. I feel like he he wouldn't have said that, but it's it was a pretty big moment. So he's a big change jingler. <laughs> that's that's what Lawless does. <laughs> he's got the ball. I'm terrible, marker. but I can. He, oh, Jingles, it's the most change. important part. He's, he's like yeah, looking at clouds, not. talking about shadows. All you know who stuff. can bomb it? Pete DeBoer. Oh, really? Yeah. And that, Shane Knighty can uh, can launch it too. Yeah, he's so, a big, big uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Pete's got uh, uh, Pete's long, right? So yeah, uh, I can see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ryan Craig can can is a good player too. Grew up in BC. Yeah, uh, he's got uh, Craig. Craig's kid's a Carson. He's got he's game. a stick too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen him play a couple of times at yeah. Southern Highlands. He's he's pretty good. He bugs me. Well, cause like he's so when, young. Yeah, and, he's so yeah, young. He's so good. I know. I'm a little bitter of that. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, congratulations on what you've accomplished and now coming in as a different type of player this time around. Uh, mindset uh, before we let you go compared to what you your last time in that weird training camp to now it's it's you're in a different place. Yeah. No, I'm 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 right there and. Um, you know, I, like I said, I've I've never been more ready, and um, you know, I I know I can play here and play with these guys. So um, wherever I'm needed, I'll I'll play, and um, you know, I'm just kind of eager to get going. Awesome, uh, yeah. love it. Uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks at training camp. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. There's Dylan Coglin on nighttime at noon as we continue on league news. Uh, we got an offer sheet out there, uh, plus a little bit more on what's happening on the Vegas Golden Knights and Henderson Silver Knights front as we roll on on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Owning the day. Nighttime at noon, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Rock Creek Cattle Company, hidden gem located in the heart of Montana. 28,000-acre cattle ranch is something for everyone. A world-class golf course, fly fishing, hunting, horseback riding, and more. Escape the bright lights and discover Big Sky, Montana. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities available now. Visit rockcreekcattlecompany.com for more information. Shane and Dave. rockcreekcattlecompany.com. Shane and Dave are there right now. Mm -hmm. I was there a couple weeks ago. I did one day Millard at Rock Creek. I got yep. up at six thirty, had breakfast, was on the range shooting, which I'm not very good at. Like by the gun range. S- by seven th- seven thirty, yeah. I shooting skeet. Yeah. Then I was in the, the Clark Fork River fly fishing by nine thirty. Had a little lunch after that, and then I went and played uh, played golf. The golf course is incredible. Did you f- ever find anything that you were good at? Or you just like we're going around lunch. the activities. Oh, lunch, lunch. Yes. and breakfast. It's awesome. It's it's a place where even if you're not a morning person, you get up early because you're just. So I'm a, cool. I am a morning person, so. Uh, Golden Knight fans, VGK Authentics, the official home for game-used Vegas Golden Knights merchandise from game-used pucks to game-worn jerseys and much more. Owning a piece of your favorite Golden Knights player has never been so easy, so check out all the great items at VGK Authentics by visiting VegasTeamStore.com. And uh, we have a a full regular season coming up, Lawman. First time in, in three years that we're going to play 82 games. And this is, uh, this is kind of getting back to normal. Full training camp, a preseason schedule, 
and then into the 82. I know we've got that little pause thing in the middle for the Olympics, and uh, we're anticipating that's going to happen. But uh, we're, we're, we're almost back to normal here in what we're somewhat used to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to the regular calendar. Mm -hmm. And it was weird last year, like you'd say, I'd say, well, you know, up to Christmas. Well, then the season didn't start till <laughs> yeah. after Christmas, right? You know what I mean? So all those sort of the natural, the circadian rhythms of an NHL season to get back on on all, on all of that nat that natural clock, the trade deadline. The season has kind of, for me, is, you know, the up to Christmas is one version of hockey. Then from Christmas till the trade deadline, there's another version of hockey. And then after the trade deadline to the playoffs, ramps up again. And then, of course, it gets thrown into into top gear for the playoffs and uh, and becomes something completely altogether different. Uh, two players in different spots in their careers, and Shea Theodore and Dylan Coughlin. Yeah. But uh, something to take away from both those conversations. We, we listened to Shea Theodore wanting the season to come, looking forward to the season to come, thinking about the Olympics, but also uh, the progression of his game. And then Dylan Coughlin. Uh, Did you see the look Coughlin, on his face yeah. when I said, you must be hungry? Mm -hmm. Like it was, he's ready to go. Uh, it, I think he could be a really special player. And, you know, I, we, all things being equal, you would think the top six would be White Cloud and Haig, Martinez and Theodore. Trangelo and McNabb, I don't know what the combinations would be, but, uh, um, you know, Dylan Coughlin might just force himself into that conversation. It w that would not surprise me at all. And if, you know, someone gets nicked, uh, obviously everything changes. And, and once you get in and you start to play, you can put the coaches in a position where you say, um, can't take me out. Nick Holden saw that happen last year. Right, you know, White Cloud and Hag progressed to a point where, you know, Nick was the guy that got waived and was back and forth between, uh, what was it called last year? The taxi, the taxi squad, yeah, the travel squad, and then this, this, he didn't play for the Silver Knights, I don't believe, um, but it was on that taxi squad, and then obviously, what are you gonna say? No, I was just gonna let you finish your thought. Okay, uh, and then obviously then came back and got to play in the playoffs, right? So it was one of those crazy years, but. The way Hag and White Cloud asserted themselves, uh, to me, that's the great strength in the Golden Knights organization is the depth they have with all of these young defensive players. Needed a taxi squad last year because of the uh, compact schedule. Yeah. Uh, you won't officially have the taxi squad this season, but the schedule after the first couple of weeks for the Golden Knights becomes very similar to last year. So seven seven defense, I think you're going to see no, you may, uh, maybe a real mix. Bring guys in and bring guys yeah. out. Yeah, yeah possibly. Just yeah. Uh, just because of that uh, compacted, uh, because of the Olympic Games and the possibility of going over to Beijing. Uh, some new faces around town. Uh, Nolan Patrick uh, skating. We've got uh, Brett Howden coming on board. Uh, Dodonoff is out, is out yeah. on the ice as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, obviously... Uh, is is Lorraine Brassois here? Have you seen him go yet? I've not seen Lorraine yeah. Brassois yet. Yeah. So, um, I I I'm really excited. I'm very excited about Dylan Coughlin, but I'm just as excited about Nolan Patrick. Uh, yeah, I feel bad about the way the whole Cody Glass thing went down. He got hurt, and then I think he, you know, they he put on some weight. Play, it was a little bigger. 
because they wanted him to be a little bit bigger, and I'm not sure that that's who he is. Uh, I really hope he goes to Nashville and his career takes off. He's a a, a real good young man, and uh, wish him the best. Nolan Patrick um, was, you know, arguably the number one pick. He went number two in that draft in uh, in the summer of 2017. But, it, you know, if an, another team drafted, would have taken him first. Uh, New Jersey had the first pick and uh, took the uh, – Nico Heischer. Nico Heischer. I was going to say Capo Caco, but uh, it was Nico Heischer. You're correct. And I just think that for Nolan Patrick, I, I do think that he is a guy that has to be comfortable, and I don't think that the Flyers – Ever. I don't think he ever got comfortable there, and I think uh, Ron Hextall getting fired was uh, it did not help things for him because I think Hextall did know the player and understand the player, and he spent a, a number two pick on him. He would have advocated for him. He would have said, "No, you can't play him on the fourth line. He's th- this is a skilled guy. Play him with better players. Let's give him a chance." Uh, after he came back from from his injury, and now you're in a situation where. Um, the best hockey Noel Patrick has ever played in his life was for Kelly McCrimmon when Kelly was the owner, GM, and coach of the Brandon Wheat Kings. And they're back together again, and Kelly will be able to, um, you know, if no, if if there are times when someone needs to advocate for Nolan, yeah, Kelly McCrimmon, well, he's pretty powerful. Got a pretty big stick around here. He's the general manager of the team. That's a pretty good guy to have in your corner. You know, a, a lot of what you said about Cody Glass, can be said about Nolan Patrick too. Just uh, flipping the page, yeah, getting sure. a fresh start, and, yeah. and and getting an opportunity to, to play in a in a different environment. Yeah, well, and he is naturally just a bigger guy than Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him out there today, and he's he's a big man, uh, uh, not quite as tall as Mark Stone, but uh, same kind of same kind of wide shoulders, and uh, it, like you know, he is six three, so. Uh, uh, so I've watched, uh, went back and watched a lot of the goals he scored in the National Hockey League. He can score from in tight. He can find space. Uh, it, like to me, the power play is just such an important uh, and interesting discussion. And um, I, I really the the open mindedness that is going to be required. I think to look at different people. I think you know Peyton Krebs is a guy that uh, deserves a really long look. And on the power play, mm-hmm. and Nolan Patrick is a guy that you want to look in the po- on the power play, and uh, Dadenoff. Dadenoff is 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 there too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He can score from in tight. He can pass the puck. He's uh, he's a good player. Put up big numbers in Florida, mm-hmm. and then took a step back on a terrible team in Ottawa last year. And uh, um, you know, some of our friends on the pro scouting staff with the Golden Knights, uh, have likened to Dinoff a lot to Alec Martinez, where Alec's numbers, re- Alec's numbers really suffered on a poor team in L.A., and then they put him in the lineup in Vegas, and all of a sudden uh, he looked, uh, he's playing, well, he's playing the best hockey of his career. And uh, I really hope that, that, that Dinoff gets the same kind of oomph, that push from from playing with uh, with good good teammates here in Vegas, you're excited about today's show. Yep, for sure. I'm excited about the season. To be honest with you, I think the Golden Knights are. Um, I, I'm one of those strange people that actually thinks that uh, uh, 
the the management team and the pro scouting staff here are uh, are the best in the business, and that's why they've been to the final four in three of the last four years, and that they make the right decisions, and that this team is going to be better than it was last year, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Last couple of years uh, going to the final four. Uh, Final four in three of the four years of the franchise. So uh, looking forward to that as we uh, continue to crank up towards the regular season. One uh, more segment to come. Bill and Carol Foley uh, created the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of their greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and outstanding travel destinations. As a member of the society, you'll have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the globe. Foley Food and Wine Society offers an exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Join for free today by visiting join for free today yes and visit foleyfoodandwinesociety.com uh, when we come back uh, a little bit of league news and tell you about fan fest that's uh, coming up it's the uh, vegas golden knights nighttime at noon on fox sports las vegas we're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the vegas golden knights fox sports las vegas ah uh, yes One of my favorite songs. Then sing it. No, I'm a terrible singer. Give me just a couple of verses. Gosher and Nighty and I were in Austin, Texas last weekend. Mm -hmm. And you know Gosher's band just had its world debut. Double minor. So the band is playing a song and Dave says, oh, my my band plays this song. And then a little while later, "My, my band plays this song. And then we tried to goad him into getting on stage, but he wouldn't do it. Really? No. Not enough uh, liquid confidence? I, I, Dave doesn't need that. <laughs> no, you're right. No, that, you're the, right. I, I think it comes he, naturally. I think he realized that the band was, um, well, you know what? Like I wouldn't, good. I wouldn't want to go out and play with the Golden Knights because I would look, wouldn't look great out there. Yeah. You know? This band was fantastic. Uh, they Double Minor does a good job, though. Oh, they were excellent, yeah. for sure. Uh, for for sure. exclusive Vegas Golden Knights gear, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team store locations, the Armory, located at T-Mobile, and the Arsenal, location at City National Arena, right downstairs from Studio 31 as we broadcast uh, today, nighttime at noon, a special edition. VegasTeamStore.com, uh, by the way, is uh, where you can uh, get all your VGK merchandise. So we've got a couple of minutes here. Uh, an offer sheet. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know the status of it, but uh, interesting that Carolina and Montreal go back and forth. Was this strictly payback for two years ago? Uh, no, but they laid in the weeds and waited for... Listen, general managers, a lot of them will, won't do an offer sheet, and it, for this exact reason. Uh, Montreal's offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo with the Carolina Hurricanes was ill-conceived and didn't work and actually did a favor for Carolina. But they left the impression that they were trying to take advantage of the Hurricanes. So now the Hurricanes uh, are are free to return that favor. Don Waddell wouldn't offer sheet a member of the Vegas Golden Knights because George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon don't do business that way. So it's uh, Mark Bergevin is in a tough spot. If he keeps, yes, Barry, how do you say his name? Help Kotkaniemi. me. Kotkaniemi. If he keeps him, he's overpaying a player, and he's 
and he doesn't have the room for it. Right. For Carolina, the, that player makes them better, and he's it's at six million, but it's only for one year, and uh, the price is a first and a third, first and a second, first and a third, I believe. Okay, so they and they believe because they think they're going to be close to the final again. That's really more like a second and a fourth. So it's a calculated risk for them. And then if they don't like the player at $6 million, they don't have to qualify him. He's only got one year left on his contract. So they've put Bergevin in a box. I bet you he doesn't match. I, I don't know how he can. I think he's already probably on the phone with Bill Armstrong trying to, to strike a deal for Christian Dvorak to fill the hole at center ice. And because, you know, what, what does Kotke and Emmy really, what should he earn? Two, three million? He's not a $6 million player. No. But Carolina's got the space, and that space is perishable. It goes away. So it, use it or lose it. And their owner is in a position right now where he's sold enough tickets and that, you know they're going to they're gonna operate. They're not going to lose a ton of money, and they might even make a little so he can spend some of that money. I heard it was the owner that did it. He was ticked off from a couple of years ago. Well, I'm, I'm sure he was, but... Works. It's worked out to them for them. That's why I'd be a bad owner or a bad manager. I just get too emotional. Well, you have to get unemotional. Like it's amazing to see the emotion that uh, that you know that that owners and, and managers that have been around for a while watch the game with, and then immediately after the game, that emotion is gone. Like how they can flush it, flush it immediately. Uh, we have Fan Fest coming up. You want a rematch from our joust? No, I'm undefeated. Why would I want a rematch? Because it's you gotta good ask. For, you got for ratings. You gotta beg me for the rematch. You gotta, and you have to shame me into taking. Didn't it. you see the Paul fight in the weekend? <laughs> Didn't the, he? The back and forth uh, on on, Over on the, the rematch. Tattoo? No, yeah. And then the guy retired. So l- let's let's go. Let's build up some ratings. A rematch here. Uh, you don't deserve it. Who have you fought since? You know, just like you, you, it's been you a f- pandemic. You fought the, the champ, enti- like the you pandemic the occurred champ, the three champ days won. after that. The, you fought the champ. The champ won, and now you want to come back and fight the champ again? No. Yeah. Go fight Duva or Gosher or somebody like that. Prove you're worthy of getting back in the ring with me. I don't think Rocky fought anybody after the first fight against Apollo. He lost, and then then he got the rematch right away with Apollo. Only because Apollo was embarrassed. I won. <laughs> it was a knockout. I wasn't embarrassed. I'm like, it was my proudest moment. Fan Fest is coming up on the 16th. And uh, we're looking forward to that. And then we have the golf tournament coming up on the 20th. And we have a rookie tournament. We have seven preseason games of the Vegas Golden Knights. We have a lot happening. And we're going to do this every now and then on nighttime at noon from Studio 31 uh, to go along with the VGK Insider Show. There's a lot of hockey on uh, Lotus Broadcasting. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Uh, it's been... Uh, like ready to go home now or because it's been a long hour or you're ready to start the season? It's been a long hour. Every any every hour with you is long. No, I'm ready to get hockey going. Uh, um, it, like, what's the, what's the opening night of the regular season? Of... The Vegas Golden Knights regular yeah. season or yeah. the national, the, the 12th, I believe. Yeah, I'm ready for October 12th. How can you be ready for the season and then you don't know when it starts? Mid-season form. I never know when the next game is either. You're giving me mis- mixed messages here. That's I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. When does it start? Yeah, I'm not go. sure. I don't need a bell or an alarm. I'm ready to go. Thanks to Will, Dakota, 
and uh, Jared Justice uh, back at the uh, Jared mothership. Justice, the best op in the business. He is. Uh, one week from today, it's the VGK Insider Show. Uh, we'll chat with uh, the particulars. But thanks to uh, Shay Theodore and Dylan Coughlin for also stopping by. That's what you get on Nighttime at Noon and the VGK Insider Show. It's where the players hang out on Fox Sports Las Vegas.